So today we are in the final sermon of a short sermon series that we started on praise and worship know the truth. Can you say that with me? Praise and worship know the truth. And today morning we are going to talk about Sunday morning service. I don't know whether you heard a message, a sermon on Sunday morning service. You say that, you know, we come here on Sunday morning service to worship the Lord and to praise God and to listen to the word of God. But today we are blessed to listen to a sermon on Sunday morning service that is in line with what we spoke during last couple of weeks. So let's do a quick recap of the first few weeks, what we spoke about very quickly. In the very first week, we gave an overview for praise and worship. We said the importance of praise and worship, how important it is to praise God and to worship God. And what is the difference between or what are the differences between praise and worship? And we understood what is praise and how do we praise God and what is worship? How do we worship God? In the first week, we understood how to worship God. I want you to you know, follow me carefully so that we will j- just receive what God is having this morning for each one of us. I believe God has something special in his heart to be shared with us this morning. And I ask the Holy Spirit to help us here in this morning as we wait upon him. So we learned the English term worship was originally derived from the Hebrew term shaha. You remember that? Shaha. Shaha means to depress or to fall prostrate or you know to show respect or royalty or homage to our living God it is something you know like bowing down or crouching and falling down in worship that's how you know the Jews the people of God they used to worship God and as I said you know this practice is picked up by by the non-christians today and Christians really left from this practice of worshiping God in this fashion and God expects us to get back to the basics and God wants us to humble ourselves when we worship God. We also talked about an equivalent Greek term for worship. What is that? Proskuneo, if you remember that. Proskuneo, it is something like, you know, the dog kissing the hands of the master. Coming in obedience, coming with humility near the master to bend or crouch. That's what it means. We also said worship is all about making oneself low. Humbling oneself before. Can you read this with me? Worship is all about making oneself low humbling oneself before another but praise is about giving glory or lifting the object of praise here the object of praise is our god amen can you help me a little more amen Amen. second week we try to understand praise from the hebrew roots we discussed first five hebrew words that are equivalent to the english word praise and, the last, and last week we talked about the remaining five words. So shall we quickly go through the words just very quickly. Halal, that means celebrating the victory. Can you read that with me? Yada, yada means extending hands in praise and surrender. Barak, that means kneeling down and spreading our hands to bless the Lord. Zamar, that means playing an instrument to praise God. Tauda, tauda means extending our hands and giving thanks to God for the things which have not happened yet in our lives amen you know there are things that we have been praying for and god wants us to give total praise to him 
knowing that you know these things have not happened in my life yet you know i am moving further without those things happening yet in my life but i need grace of god god expects you to give tower of praise giving thanks for things which have not happened in your life yet and last week we talked about we talked about the remaining five hebrew words shawak shawak means shouting loudly and expressing our confidence that we have in the lord do we have confidence in the lord amen can i hear an amen from everybody do you know what you said amen for for having confidence in the lord you know i'm a good teacher actually you know i will ask questions to you and expect you to respond to me amen right let's let's go further you know it's a, the sermon is a kind of journey you know journeying together into know what god wants us to know tehillah we talked about tehillah tehillah is singing in the spirit even singing scriptures as a song during when we praise god you know sometimes we even sing praises to god you know an unplanned and unexpected unrehearsed song that we want to give to god and then we move for the taka taka means expressing joy victory appreciation and support by clapping our hands by clapping our hands kara kara means an expression of joy in celebration and with that is expressed through dance and we talked about it last yeah good so we talked about it you know we celebrate the victory of the lord by dancing and we talked about the bible biblical references that we have tefillah the last one we talked about is singing a song of prayer a song of intercession to the lord you know these are a couple of hebrew roots they are equivalent to the english term praise you know when uh, when a root term is translated into another language the you know, majority of the context is lost majority of the meaning is lost now when you think about praise what comes in your mind glorifying god what else thanking god there are a couple of things comes in your mind but it is good to go to the root terms to find out what exactly praises not just thanking god there are a couple of other things that are attached to it now today we are going to talk about how do we praise god and worship god in our church you know we learned all these things now we need to bring into context now we need to bring those things into our church and see how can we implement all these things amen are you with me you know we want to just get back to the basics and implement you know the expectation of god the heart of god in our lives in our church so that you know the praise and worship that we do here will be acceptable in the presence of god so there are a couple of things that we need to incorporate i believe from what we learned we need to incorporate all means of praising god as we learned there are a couple of things that we learned number one raising our voices in celebration we talked about it we talked about extending our hands we talked about kneeling down in praise i saw a couple of you kneeling down as we were praising god today thank god for that playing instruments giving thanks shouting out loud singing in spirit clapping hands and dancing in this presence by singing prayer and intercession these are the couple of activities we want to incorporate in our worship so that our worship will resemble the original worship the children of god used to do amen in the wilderness as they were worshiping in the tabernacle as where they were worshiping in the temple of god that was built by solomon as they were gathering and worshiping together you know this is a kind of worship that was going on and god expects us to worship you know what for our surprise when you go to heaven the worship continues the praise continues there that's what we are going to talk about this morning praise and worship know the truth Sunday is in the context of Sunday service. In our Sunday morning praise and worship session, 
We have 30 minutes or 40 minutes praise and worship session. And I'm going to talk about that time right now. In our Sunday morning praise and worship session, we have three segments there. I don't know whether you noticed. Some of us who are leading worship, probably you may know it. And many of us may not know it. There are three segments to it. Can, I, can you read that with me? Number one, praise. Number two, devotion. Number three, worship. You know, all these three elements, they work together during the initial 30 or 40 minutes. That's what we are trying to do. We are not here just to simply sing a few songs and go away. You know, that's not the idea of worship. If some churches have not understood, it is, it is important that we need to understand it this morning. Number one, praise. Let's talk about praise. Amen? Praise. The moment it is, we say praise, what came in my mind was we are praising the king of kings amen we are praising the lord of lords so praise is something that we bring and offer when we look at our god as king you know when we come into the presence of king we don't just come with empty-handed we bring something we don't come just you know with full of sadness and sickness in his presence right in the presence of the king and we come boldly into the presence of king worshiping sorry praising him and giving honor and glory to him we start the service with the two praise songs i don't know whether you notice that i'm just talking about what we are doing here and how can we fine-tune it in our hearts so that that will you know be a you know pleasing aroma in the presence of god we start our sunday morning service with praise worship so praise two praise songs songs like Praise is rising. We used to sing that song. Raise a hallelujah. Days of Elijah. Open the eyes of my heart. Talking about praise songs. Even today we sang two praise songs. What are they? Open up the heavens. And we sang one more song. Ancient of days. Blessing and honor. We start the service with the two praise songs. You know most of the time these songs are upbeat songs. That means faster beat good tempo good rhythm and we sing these songs very cheerfully very happily you know joyously we sing because we are celebrating the victory of the lord when we praise god what we do we celebrate the victory of the lord so when we come into the presence of god we come with praise and we come with thanksgiving this is the time we raise our voice this is the time we sing out loud we clap our hands we play the instruments we dance in the presence of god because we are celebrating the victory of god amen how many of you are with me this morning amen and this is the time it is very important as we come and begin our worship service on Sunday morning. We must enter into his courts. We are entering into the courtroom of King of Kings and Lords of Lords. Amen. And as we enter into him, Bible says, we must enter with praise and thanksgiving. Can you say praise and thanksgiving? We are just going to read Psalm 100 now. Psalm 100 Verse 1 says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Can you read that with me? Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Now, verse 2, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with what? Singing. Verse 3, keep reading. Mm -hmm. Verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with 
praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. So verse 4 says, how do we enter into his presence? We enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. You know, that's how we enter into his presence. So now, Sunday morning, when we come into the presence of God, that's how we want to enter into the presence of God. We don't want to enter into the presence of God carrying all our burdens and, you know, worries and troubles in our lives. We want to enter into the presence of God with thanksgiving for what God has done. Praise song must be uplifting songs. Not a real slow song, not a dragging song. It should involve everybody. It should involve everybody. Now, remember, we are not selecting songs to attract young people we want young people to be part of the worship service i know they like the song a couple of them told me they like the first two songs because they want it you know their their blood is asking for that but we are not trying to satisfy that it is there that's how it is made that's how god is asking us to praise and they know it not really to please the next generation. If some churches are doing the uplifting song, don't think that they are trying to please the younger generation. That's biblical. That's what God wants us to do. Listen to me. Not really to get out of, get us out of sleep. Come on, clap, clap your hands. Come on, move your body. Just dance here and there. You know, we are not trying to, you know, get you out of sleep. That's not the objective. It is to praise God. We are praising God. We are shouting. We are clapping, we are dancing, we are playing instruments. That's exactly what God wants us to do. Amen? You know, God expects us to praise Him. You know, there is something that is involved in that. That's expectation of God. Right from beginning, God is always talking about my people. My people will tell my praise. My people will praise me. My people will honor me. In the book of Revelation, we talked about Psalm 100. Now, let's quickly go into the book of Revelation. We see the praise and worship scene of heaven. Revelation chapter 4 is a throne room scene. You know, John is asked to look above. And as he looked above in Revelation chapter 4, this is, 4, this is what he saw. John saw the one who sat on the throne. Who is that? God Almighty. He saw his eyes are open and he saw God Almighty seated on the throne. Around the throne there were how many thrones? Anybody know the Bible here? How many? Yeah, 24 elders. So 24 thrones. And in the 24 thrones there were 24 elders seated on the thrones. From the throne proceeds lightning and thunder and voices. That's what John saw when he looked into heaven. In the midst of and around the throne... There were four living creatures, like angels. We saw angels today, right? Angels. And eyes, they were, they were filled with eyes everywhere. Their friend and back. It's full of eyes. And the first creature, there are four creatures. And first creature was like lion. And the second creature is like calf. Third creature is like a man. And the fourth is like an eagle. That's what John saw. And each having six wings, full of eyes around them, they do not rest day and night. Now we read that in Revelation. And what do they say? They say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and who is and is to come. They will not take rest 
24 by 7 these creatures were made are made or will continue to praise God saying that holy holy can you read that with me holy 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 Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come they praise God 24 hours and when they praise God 24 elders fall down before the one who is seated on the throne Casting their golden crowns before the one who is seated on the throne. And they also join along with the praise scene in heaven. And what do they say in verse 11? You are worthy. Can you say that with me? You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory. Count it an honor and power. How many? Glory. Can you repeat that with me? Glory, honor and power. For you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. We see prizes raising in the throne room of heaven. Amen. Are you with me this morning? You know, that's the expectation of God. And when we come into the presence of God on Sunday morning, that is the expectation of God that praise should raise from this place. I just want to introduce one more term here. We see there is a threefold doxology going on here in this scripture. Glory, honor, and power it's called it's known as threefold doxology you know in the, in the ancient greek term doxology doxa means glory or honor or praise and logia, logia that means saying doxology means saying praise to god and what is the kind of praise here threefold doxology you know there is the you know in, in heaven as john saw the praise is going to increase the praise is going to increase. Now in Revelation chapter 4 verse 11 as we read there are threefold, we see threefold doxology. Now if we can go to Revelation 5.13, we may not go there but I can say that for you. In 5.13 there is fourfold doxology. And Bible says blessing, can you come that with me? Blessing and honor and glory and power. Fourfold doxology. Now if you go further into the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 7 verse 12, there is a sevenfold doxology. And what do they, how do they praise God? How do they worship in Revelation 7 12? Blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, power and might. You know the worship, the praise is increasing in heaven. God expects us to Praise Him. That's the first segment of our praise and worship on every Sunday morning. Do you realize how much is happening? It appears that we are singing one song. But as we sing that one song, how much is going on in the spiritual realm? And God is pleased in our worship. If we know what we are doing. You know, what is important is knowing what we are trying to do. Knowing the, in what way we are trying to worship God. That awareness is very important to us this morning. Let's move to the second segment. What is the second segment of our Sunday morning service? That's known as devotion. The moment I think about devotion, what really came in my mind was Christ crucified. You know, there is a shift. There is a transition. The gear is shifted when we go from the second song into the third song. We are entering into a devotion song. Devotion time is the time that grabs our attention. Praise song is lovely. We all clap hands and we praise God. Now this is the time our hearts need to be softened. Amen? Can you say any amen? Time to focus and concentrate on Him. And this is an intermediate step between praise and worship that we are going to talk about in a moment. 
devotion. We sing songs that leads us, songs that lead us into a deeper devotion or meditation on God, the goodness of God, the undeserved favor from God, the sacrifice that was made at the cross, the love of the Father, the blood that is shed at the cross. During this time, we realize our unworthiness. Are you with me? Our sinful nature. And the cross challenges us. The cross challenges us. The songs really will lead us into a meditation on the cross. Amen? Are you with me? Hope you are not meditating now. Okay? Right, listen to me carefully. It's very interesting. We meditate his sufferings. Is we meditate all the good things that God has done to us. And this is the time we come in terms with the Holy Spirit. When we walk into the presence of God, we look like strangers because we are walking into the presence of God after a week. Some of us never got an opportunity to talk to God. We were so busy in our lives. Not even five minutes we could kneel down and pray. Why? Because we were... I know nobody will open their mouth now. We were so busy, right? You told the truth. We were so busy, we never had time to talk to him. Now we walk into the presence of God as strangers. Praise song was so good because it was really encouraging. Everybody is a saint of God in the floor and everybody is clapping and praising God. But now it comes to devotion time. Now it comes to the third song. It challenges us. The person who is leading us, he's talking about the sacrifice that Jesus did at the cross. The nature of you is evil, sinful, and that's what the song tells us. And somebody is prompting from within us, somebody, someone is convicting our hearts. And during this song, we ask forgiveness to God. Because there's a so deep conviction inside of our hearts. Something did not go well during last week. I did not walk in the ways of God. I sinned against God. There is so much. So the, those who are leading worship, they will sing songs such as in Christ alone. Listen to me. It's your blood that cleanses me. What can wash away my sin? Amazing grace. 10,000 reasons. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. You know, these are a couple of songs that we sing during the, as the second and the third song. Sorry, third and fourth song. Or, or just the third song. They are not upbeat songs. These are not very fast songs. But these songs will help us to think. It, is, it will really help us to meditate on what God is and who God is. Sometimes we may be going through a painful situation in our lives. Listen to me. Sometimes you know, we may be going through a terrible time during that week in our lives. And this part of God, the service, will really help us to yearn for or long for God's presence in the midst of the distress that we are going through, in the midst of the trouble that we are going through. When it comes to devotion song, it really helps us. Psalm 42 verses 1 to 3. Psalm 42 verses 1 to 3, the psalmist, he was going through a terrible time of distress in his life. And as he started praising God, this is what he says. Can you read that with me? As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. And listen to the second verse. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Look at verse 3. 
My tears have been my food day and night. While they continually say to me, where is your God? You know, people around me, they are, they are putting me in trouble. They are challenging me. I am ashamed. They are asking me, where is my God? Where is my God? That's a question that I keep hearing in my heart. Lord, my heart breaks. I'm standing in your presence, Lord. As the worship leader leads into the third song. These are the things that come in our mind. These are the things that keep coming in our minds. You know, see in what way these segments in our worship really helps us to come into a deeper relationship with God. So that being said, our song selection is important. Our practice is important. Prayer and preparation is important. Our attitude is important. Our expression is important as we worship the Lord. Let's come to the final segment. The third segment of a Sunday service is worship. Can you say that with me? Is worship. The moment I say worship, this is what came in my mind. The Lamb who is seated on the throne. The Lamb of God. Son of God. Jesus Christ. Who is seated on the throne of God. The final two songs are the worship songs. That really leads us into a time of worship. We know what is worship now. Humbling ourselves and lifting God. Now songs such as Worthy is the Lamb. We played yesterday the Revelation song. Songs such as um, Here I am to worship. How great is our God. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Ha hallelujah. Couple of worship songs we lead. We don't sing a you know, praise song at the end of the service. Sorry, end of the praise and worship session. But we sing a worship song. Psalm 95, verses 6 to 7. Can we read that together? Psalm 95, 6 to 7. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. The same way we read Revelation chapter 4, verses 10 and 11. The 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying what do they say you are worthy can we raise our voices and read oh lord to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created you know now by now we have come a long way we had two praise songs and we had two devotional songs and now we have two worship songs. We are about ready to get re getting ready to worship our God. And as we give ourselves into a time of devotion, we recognize our Lord Jesus Christ. He was the one who was crucified. And we confess our sins and we receive forgiveness. Our hearts are set free. Our hearts are set right with God. Listen to me. Our hearts feel so light now. If you really are into worship. If you really go through the flow. The way the spirit of God is leading. Now our hearts are very light. We feel so good. To surrender ourselves in the presence of God. And we don't have any hesitation to surrender ourselves. Our lives before God. Amen. Are you with me? And as we continue. As we continue, we realize, my God died for me. My God did everything that I need in my life. And the Spirit of God helps us here in this place. Holy Spirit is our helper. Can you say helper? 
Holy Spirit is our helper. He really helps us as we get into a time of worship. Now, this is important. Listen to me now. I want to talk about a little bit about emotions. I keep saying that emotion is part of human. Listen to me. Emotion is? Are you with me? Emotion is part of human life. I would never discount or I would never disregard or overlook emotions. We should never do it. That's important. Listen to me carefully. Now, as I say, human beings have emotions and the right expression they make in the right time. For example, we cry when someone dies. We rejoice over the success we gain. The good things that are happening, we rejoice. And you know, there are times that we are not happy about something that is happening in our lives. We get angry at times. We get disappointed at times. These are all emotions. There are times, you know, we are just alone with our partner. We show our emotion. Love. Emotions are part of our life. If I remove all these emotions from a human being, he or she become a dead wood. Can you think about somebody who is not having any emotion? I talked to a couple of girls and boys, you know, those who, those who go through depression. The first thing they say is, I don't have emotion. I don't feel like crying. I don't know whether you have gone through such situation in your life for any time. I don't feel like doing anything. I don't feel anything. I don't feel pain. I don't feel joy. It's all the same for me. Emotion, when we remove emotion, we become a dead wood. Only the dead body has no emotion. Are you with me? Only the dead body has no emotion. When I enter into the presence of God, listen to me now, this is important. When I want to worship Him, my emotions break forth. My emotions come out. When I walk into the house of God, I came with a heavy heart, but now my heart is light. When I walk into the presence of God, I came with an attitude of sin, but now my sins are forgiven. People start expressing their emotions in many different ways. Listen to me. And I as a minister of God, as a church, we don't stop the congregation expressing their emotions. This is important. In fact, it is between them and God. I don't have anything to do with their. Some of the expressions that people express as they start worshipping God are the following. If you have that in the screen. Some of those expressions that we express. Follow with me very carefully. This is important. As we worship God, someone may break out with a cry. Tears rolling in their cheeks. You know, worship should, must take us into this time, into this experience in the presence of God. Otherwise, there is something wrong. Either those who are standing and leading here, doing it without any prayer, without any preparation, or the hearts are not ready. The hearts are not ready. You know, when the hearts are ready, when we do appropriately, nobody can stand. Somebody may outburst with the laughter. That's an expression. You are happy in the presence of God. You feel that your burdens are removed. There is no reason why you should not laugh. I'm not talking about, you know, those preachers, you know, make people laugh. I'm not talking about them. They take it to an extreme and spoil everything. But think about it in the human point of view. When you are happy, you laugh. Amen? 
That's an expression. There is nobody can control that expression. I cannot say, stop laughing. I cannot say that. If it goes too much, I will say that. <laughs> right? But you have a freedom to laugh in the presence of God. You have a freedom to cry in the presence of God. Because we are human beings having expressions. Slaying or slain in spirit. Somebody may fall down because, you know, our sensitivity of our spirit is different. Each person has different level of sensitivity to the divine. That's okay. Speaking in tongues, can you turn to Romans chapter 8 verse 26? Bible says, speaking in tongues likewise, the spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered, which cannot be spoken by human language, which is just a groaning that comes out, that comes out with some language. It is a prayer language. And even during the time of worship, somebody may break forth in speaking in tongues. That's all right. Amen. That's all right. It happens because we are, we are human beings. Breaking out in the prophetical utterance, somebody may have a word to share. Somebody may receive a word, a revelation from God, and he or she will be able to share that with us. Somebody may give claps and give thanks to God. And out loud, all these are part of the expressions at the time of worship. These expressions, as I said, they can refer from person to person. The way one person expresses himself or herself is different from another as the sensitivity of our spirit is different. Our spirit is different. You know, when we are ministering to somebody, when we lay hands on somebody and pray for them, there are some people, they just fall down immediately. There are some people, even if you try to push them down, they will not fall. Our sensitivity to the Holy Spirit is different. You know, we need to understand as children of God, when we worship together, when some people walk in the presence of God and they start expressing their emotions in the presence of God, there is nothing wrong. There is nothing wrong. And as we are in the presence of God, if there is any evil activity, God has given us ability to identify those evil activities. And we don't need to be afraid of those such, such things. Now worship takes us to receive a divine touch. Can you imagine the 30, sec 30 minutes and 40 minutes, what's are all going on, what are all happening there? We started praising God. We set our eyes upon the Lord. We meditate on the crucifixion and the suffering at the cross. Now we get into a time of, you know, we feel so light. We feel like praising God, worshiping God and surrendering our lives in the presence of God. And we get a divine touch at this moment. Amen? During this, anything can happen. When the presence of the living God is there, anything can happen, any miracle happen, can happen. You know, I remember the testimony from the man who just passed away, you know, last week, Ronald Banke, when he was preaching in one of the African countries. It's a main huge arena where he was preaching for millions of people there. And as he was preaching, there is a mortuary that's next to, you know, very little, not very close, little far. And they brought a dead body to be kept over there. And as this man of God was preaching and delivering the word of God, the presence of God fell in the dead body and the dead, dead body rose from the dead. Amen. Anything can happen when we worship God with the right attitude of knowing what we are doing. Miracles can happen. Sicknesses can be healed. And demons will be cast away. They will scream and leave. And miracles will take place. Because the recipients of the miracles are just ready to receive. I strongly believe it's not happening because of somebody who is standing on the stage. Most of the time Jesus healed the people saying what? 
your faith has made you well not that i am son of god not that i came from above your faith if that person did not have faith when jesus came to preach in his own city own village no miracle took place was he not the son of god at that moment was he not god at that moment he was still god but because of their unbelief jesus could not even do miracles so don't assume don't be go behind the ministers of god they are just like you and me they are just like ordinary people if they are not able to come and sit with me and have meal just don't follow them don't go behind them there is nothing great about them but there is something great about our god when our attitude is right when our heart is deserving when our heart is yearning for miracle it will happen even if somebody is not standing at the stage it will still happen the person who is standing at the stage will help you will motivate you will guide you in that there is no absolutely no power than what you have amen you know that's how we move forward that's how god wants us to be used in our in his kingdom you know in the new testament the whole thing is a different it's a different scenario when the moment you come to the saving knowledge of jesus christ the bible says peter says you have become kings and priests not this just those who are called they are called to do the job that particular job but we are all called in believers as a believer kings and priesthood priests and we have a kingship and priesthood in our hands amen with that god wants us to what is important is that awareness that knowledge of god is what is important and that's what we are trying to do here leading worship is a call certainly not everyone can do because it is a call god it is a call of god to lead raw dry lives through a convicting transformational process of praise devotion and worship to receive the spiritual blessings that's a challenge it has to be done with a lot of prayer and preparation amen all this happened in the first 30 minutes to 40 minutes of sunday morning service and how bad it is if we miss that part by the time we come 30 minutes 40 minutes you received everything that you need and your heart is just right made right to see the word amen now all this happened in the beginning of our sunday morning service and that's the kind of worship and that's the kind of praise that god expects from our lives we are just going to close in a in a minute sunday morning service listen to me this is careful this is important we need to keep this in mind you know sometimes we look out go around and look for churches where we we can belong to which church we can belong to we need to keep this in mind Sunday morning service is not putting up a show or presentation. Sunday morning praise and worship is not just putting a show or presentation. Sunday morning service is not just creating an excitement through a beat songs and make people feel good. When people need to be made feel good, you don't need christian songs you don't need gospel songs any song, any secular song when it is played with an upbeat you will feel good. but the spirit of god is not there spirit of god is not there we need to be careful with what attitude it's all done it is a spiritual task of engaging father son and the holy spirit with human lives through songs music and with associated expressions what we are trying to do what the worship leader is trying to do is to engage god the father son jesus the holy spirit with our raw lives 
so that there will be a spiritual transformation that will be taking place within us. When this praise and worship is followed by the word of God, the sermon, it is really going to be transformational. Shall we all just stand for the moment this morning?